Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Out of Office with us here at Contented. My name is Annika Vesti and I'm head of production. Across the coming episodes, we'll be talking to our very talented team about a whole host of hidden talents and what they get up to when they're out of the office. We'll also talk to outside experts and friends in the industry about what the future may hold and how to cope in this extraordinary time. And I'm Moz D, and I'm co-founder of Contented. I've uh, got to say a big thank you for all your positive comments. Nice to have them, Annika, isn't it? A few positive comments. Um, your subscriptions and your follows. Uh, this podcast is now available on all the major platforms, so do subscribe, as that will mean we'll just appear as if by magic in your pod feed, really conveniently. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter uh, and Insta at contented underscore group, and do visit the website. Be nice to see you. Uh, this podcast is a way for us here at Contented, and it is, you know, sorry, remarkably self-indulgent. But so it's a way for us to listen to our colleagues, as opposed to those Zooms and team meets, which we're all sort of playing through at the moment. But it doesn't matter if you don't work at Contented, all are welcome. We've got lots of colleagues and friends in this industry and in others who are going through the same sort of thing. Um, if you like what you hear, do rate and give us a review. That would be really kind um, because it makes it easier for, for others to find us. So what are we talking about this week, Moz? We're going to be talking about running, which uh, is something that I have to say, I am surprised we're talking about. I'm certainly surprised I'm talking about it because I used to hate it. Absolutely hate it. It was my absolute pinnacle of the worst type of exercise ever. But all of a sudden, I'm going to say this out loud, I am a runner. <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that's happened. About nine weeks ago, spurred on by our lovely MD, Paul Reed, who was doing the Couch to 5K app, I thought to myself, I could do that. If Paul Reed can do it, I can do that. And you know what? I am absolutely loving it. I found it really helps clear my head. It gets me out of the house, which is a really important thing during this time. Um, and it also gives us an excuse today to talk to two of our colleagues. So I'd like to introduce Nicola Harris, our senior producer at Contented, and Adam Bullock, Moz's other business half and co-founder. So Nicola, here you are at Contented, and we're lucky to have you. I tell you, but where did your um, where did your journey start then in this production lark? Yeah, so thanks for having me on the podcast, firstly. It's a bit different for um, an afternoon, but very much excited to be joined by you guys today. Um, so I graduated in um, broadcast journalism from Nottingham Trent University. Um, that was back in 2012. Um, I remember that quite well because in that summer, I worked at the London Olympics and was lucky enough to work in the Olympic Stadium, which was awesome. Such good memory for me. I remember literally being within the press team and being kind of in the stadium seats, um, literally basically on the, the kind of finishing line. So got to see amazing talent like Usain Bolt, um, Mo Farah was there wow. for Super Saturday, which was incredible. Um, but from there, I um, went into kind of documentary um, so as a kind of researcher and worked my way up to assistant producer. And that was at the BBC. So worked there for three or four years, I think, in kind of various departments. Um, 
worked on some really uh, long form kind of four part series for BBC Two um, and then moved into the world of digital and became sort of familiar with kind of branded content and at this time, it was when brands wanted to kind of find human stories. Um, that was like kind of a buzzword for a bit. Um, but really exploring kind of um, the documentary side of sort of branded content. And lucky enough to travel to America, I traveled to Fiji, which was incredible. And that was literally like a, a trip of like five days around the world, which was insane. Um, Spain, Italy. Um, and then I joined Contented last year. So at the start of last year, I joined Contented. And you've not looked back. And I've not looked back. You've not looked best back. Decision, best decision. Of course it was. Of course it was. <laughs> and as I said, I mean, it's it's um, a delight to have a colleague like you. But I think I think what's really interesting from our perspective is that we've grown quite quickly since you've joined. And I think, as I said, you know, when we talk to Nicola, very often we all smile. So, you know, what are you doing, Nicola? And she reels a whole list of stuff on a to-do list, always smiling um, and always in for it. But I mean, just talk us through some of the highlights thus far. And I mean, you're intrinsic, aren't you, for instance, to a lot of the work that we do with the ECB? Yeah. And this year's, yeah, exactly. This year's been quite a special re- year, really. I think we'll talk about it. But obviously, no one quite expected the lockdown that we had. But at the start of the year, we um, started working very closely with um, ECB, um, working across. And we had sort of big plans for this year, developing sort of um, lots of shoots. It was going to be kind of all around the country. Um, but then obviously, come sort of March time that um, all kind of stopped but took a different direction it just meant that we sort of had to change our sort of creative approach to stuff but actually started working on a lot of post-production content so making use of kind of match footage engaging with um, the cricket players in terms of like what they were doing at home what they were doing in lockdown and literally just churning out lots of different videos for um social and online and I think a highlight's been working on the NatWest um series as well um they're kind of long form documentary episodes that we've been making with the players um talking about sort of topics like mental health um and also um, being on shoot, I mean, luckily enough, I've been on location. So we did get a stint in the summer where we were able to travel um, to different parts of the UK, meeting athletes and, and out there sort of with a camera, which was great. Um, so, yeah, it's been a busy year. Just a bit, even with COVID, there's, there's a, lot, a lot on the line. And I know that we're all looking forward to getting back to competition next year. But, you know, you, you're very modest about some of the stuff that you reel off there. It's not been without its challenges, has it? Sort of directing people remotely and trying to organise things remotely. I mean, just give us a, give us an idea of some of the uh, cricket superstardom that you've been involved with thus far. So, yeah, I mean, a good point with its challenges. We've definitely had to sort of set up operations in a different way and kind of manage that, um, which has been a fun challenge now that we've kind of can look back on it in, in sort of hindsight and... Um, sort of know that we've accomplished that um but um yeah I mean cricket stardom I got to interview Jimmy Anderson in February which was pretty cool cool. immense highlight um he was so calm and collected and I've got the picture of me and Jimmy I know this sounds funny but um that's actually my slack profile picture (laughs) (laughs) Just just to cheer me up when I have um Mm. yeah extremely busy days I can look back and remember the good times yeah. So on a uh, so if we were having a pub quiz, quiz even, and then we ever get back to that state, you, you've got to be on the team, haven't you? 
in terms of your cricket knowledge is through the roof these days. <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, it was really great to see some of the cricket um, in action in the summer because obviously it was on telly, um, which was great. But yeah, we're just absolutely hope, hoping and sort of fingers crossed and sort of buzzing for next year, really, to sort of get down to, to Lords and um, the Oval and get to watch some cricket. Um, now that I know the kind of rules, I can't wait to yeah watch the mm. players in action. It always makes me smile because um, you, you won't see this because you're listening to this. It's a podcast. But in recording this, we can see each other's faces. And when you're talking, Nicola, about everything that you've achieved and done, I'm just looking at Annika there, just smi- beaming. She's beaming at you. Very um, proud of her, Moz. That's why I'm very proud of her. I know you are. I know you are. I know. And actually, your team, um, I mean, it has been, it's, it's been, um, I, said, I use the word challenging, but it's extraordinary because no one, clearly predicted this but Annika Nicola and the team have just I mean knocked it out of the park it's a cliche but you know true yes it's true actually Moz I think you'd say we hit for six yeah of course you would would. got it before (laughs) brilliant so uh, moving on to Adam Adam can you tell us a little bit about your background and, and your journey to this point I can indeed Nice to uh, see you all or uh, speak to you all. But uh, I'm not going to go quite as far back with dates as uh, Nicola because I think my uh, my timelines, maybe I'm slightly more senior in the sense that I've been around a bit longer. But No, I wouldn't I, bother with a date line either. No, mate. I think we leave the dates yeah. out of it. But uh, I, I kind of fell into media, actually. I always had a passion for uh, for, for the media game. But I, I my entry point was via radio. So I was working on a pirate radio station. There you go, showing my age when you actually had to do that when you didn't have to do it digitally, uh, called Bump FM. And I had a passion. The, uh, the hero brand of that t- time was, uh, was Kiss FM. And I managed to get myself a job working at Kiss as it came from being a pirate radio station into a multinational brand uh, backed by a company called EMAP. Uh, EMAP are a large or were a large publishing company uh, with a great track record that were doing awesome things. And I managed to get into... Uh, that business that way and it was an amazing time for me coming in fresh-faced working with uh, platforms like FHM, Smash Hits, Empire Magazine. It was a truly transformational time when some of these kind of media powerhouses were just kind of doing completely different stuff than what had gone before and I think I was lucky enough to be there as they were segueing into multimedia brands. So a lot of them were traditional broadcasters or had been uh, magazines and we were at the tip of the first digital revolution when websites and things like that were all starting to be all the rage this is pre-social as well so I'm definitely showing my age so I did a lot of work working on uh, brands predominantly starting off in radio and with Kiss and that family but latterly then stretching that out into all those other brands that I mentioned and formats things like jukebox tv formats through to uh, big event which we now know is kind of the festivals that you see today. A lot of that stuff was born out of that period in the late 90s, early 2000s, when uh, brands became three or multidimensional from just being the, the, the magazine you consumed or the radio station you listened to. So that's how I started off. So I was lucky enough to do lifestyle. I also had a passion point at the same time. I DJed, so I spent more time. I don't do as much talking on the, on the mic as Moz, but I play a lot more records. So that was kind of my segue at that point. And then post that, I was lucky enough to do 10, 12 years working in, in Ents and, and music and lifestyle. And then after that, I got the opportunity to go into sport. 
which is my other passion. So, you know, what a great opportunity. You can spend half your life working in uh, music and the second half working in sport. So I joined a company called UTV, uh, which owned uh, the UK brand TalkSport, who were looking to go on a pretty similar journey to what I'd done at EMAT, which is transform into a multimedia brand. And that's where I met Moz. And it uh, it all changed forever <laughs> on that fateful, fateful, uh, fateful lunchtime when this this guy walked in from, uh, at the time, managing editor of Five Live, and he was on gardening leave. Uh, and we'd been on a, quite an aggressive growth strategy uh, pre-Moz joining, and that just kind of accelerated with his with his uh, him joining the company. So yeah, we we were lucky enough to share some great times. Lots of rights acquisition. You talk about the ECB. We worked quite heavily in cricket. We worked a lot in football. We did a lot in rugby. Uh, we shared planes to South Africa, New Zealand, Germany. We went all around the world, basically executing on big tournament. Mm. Uh, rights and doing some pretty cool kind of content and commercial deals across the platforms uh, whilst again taking what was previously a radio station into this multimedia crazy brand so yeah that's that's how we met and then kind of that took us to the point where uh, Contented was born so several years ago post Moz and I working together one day we woke up and thought hang on a minute we've been through the first change we've done the second change something else is going on here and uh, we believe quite passionately at that point, we talk about it, it's gone full circle, but we believe brands would become broadcasters in their own right. So the contented journey came about that we thought we'd take all of that editorial and commercial now and content and kind of piece it together to come up with a company like Contented that can start to service uh, brands and rights holders to do the kind of stuff we're doing today, which is uh, platform, platform agnostic and completely crazy, changes by the week. It does. And just, um, you know, the expertise that we have in the company now, you know, Adam and I used to look at each other and talk about a thing called video. Oh, yeah. Video. <laughs> video. You, we don't let you say that anymore, Moz. <laughs> no, no, no. Video. <laughs> my preamble, I didn't mention that once, because I think that's the thing, isn't it? That The reason I love working in this industry is uh, it changes so quickly. And, and some of the language and the words predates. But what doesn't is the compelling need for the consumer or the audience. And that's yeah. what I think what, what gets Moz and I up in the morning, apart from the wonderful team that we work in watching it grow, is how are we going to talk to the audience? And that's Completely. something we've always woken up with every day, which gives me a real fire in my belly to yeah, go, how can yeah. we engage these people? Platforms change and brands change, but there's still a thirst for good quality output and content. And it's how quickly everything changes, because we talk about that. And of course, we smile and at that word video and, and other things. But in seven odd years, the world had just turned again and again yeah. and again. And as you say, mate, that just makes this 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 whole this whole industry, this whole um, this whole movement just really exciting. And particularly when you've got, you know, we're very lucky. We've got people in the company who just engage with that constantly and coming up with new innovative ideas how to use these platforms, which is just... Yeah, I, 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 I completely chime with that in the fact that sitting here, as you can say, staring at Annika and, and Nicola here, the work they've done over the last 12, 18 months, you know, you talked about the ECB there, but it just doesn't stop there. It's, it's what we're doing internally. It's how we're trying to kind of innovate and elevate the proposition. And I think, it, it, particularly in a difficult year like we've just been through, I don't know kind of what we've done as a team without having each other in this period, because I think Contented has been a really special place to be during what's been a very challenging environment. And the fact that we're kind of all quite, you know, 
focused in what we're trying to achieve and it and we actually get a lot of fun out of it i think and the fun fun factor has been good because there's not been a lot else that fun i have to say over the last six or seven months no absolutely adam and i I can i really attest to that i mean there have actually been times when this year I've, i've actually felt a little bit guilty because you know i've got to work with some really great people this year on some really great projects when i know a lot of people are are struggling and things are difficult but i get to come to work every day i get to see your lovely faces uh, and work on stuff that really excites us all and and really pushes us forward as a company mm-hmm. I'm, I'm tearing up here actually well done everybody <laughs> <laughs> and part of that discussion and part of the um chat that we have and we used to have in an office but now we have in lots of other different ways this being one vehicle but when we chat to each other across the day on slack or whatever but I remember ads coming in and talking and and now and now even Annika's got the bug. Running was a thing. I mean, in our office, um, we used to and continue to have an awful lot of runners, you know, and talking about um, various apps and how much making me feel just like an utter slob. Uh, for I used to thought I was quite fit walking everywhere, but apparently not. You've now got to run. I mean, Annika, as you said right at the top here, you've just started this journey, haven't you? I mean, what yeah. prompted you? Uh, well, as I mentioned, it was uh, Paul Reed doing the couch to 5k. Um, and I suddenly thought to myself, okay, you know, winter is coming. Lockdown isn't ending anytime soon. COVID isn't ending anytime soon. I need something that's going to get me out of the house every day, or at least every other day at the moment. I'm new, remember. Um, so, and that sort of spurred me on really. And then I, I tried it and it's, you know, to anyone who's done it, it's a very good way at getting non-runners to run because it's mm. super brilliant in the way it breaks it down. It's bite size. I've picked the amazing Joe Wiley. So she's my coach. Uh, she she talks me through it. She gives me positive encouragement and she gets me through those runs. Um, and I absolutely love it. But mm. I also think I'm starting to pick up now on, you know, what I've heard Adam and Nicola talk about all the time. It's just that it's space for you to either think about something to try and and work through it or it's space for you to think about nothing which is also pretty Mm. amazing especially in these times Mm. at the moment and I think something that I really really need right now yeah fair play to Paul Reed. and obviously if you don't work it contented you won't know who Paul is Paul's our ECD and he continues to do it once a week and is giving a running commentary on how well he's doing um but yeah so running that inspiration getting out and doing it Nicola is that something you've always done running so I haven't always done it. I mean, yeah, going back, like, honestly, if I said that I would go for like a 5k run without even thinking about it, I mean, I'd be laughed at. It would just, it just wasn't my thing. But I think moving to London is when I started really getting into running. Um, so living sort of really close to London Bridge, I was like, well, what, what a great way to see kind of the sights of London. Like one of my favourite runs at the moment that I've been doing is to kind of Lambeth Palace and back and sort of you get to pass the South Bank, like all the sites, you get to see um, the London Eye, House of Parliament, it's just a great way. But as Annika said, like, I really do um, treat it as a way to sort of control my mindset and emotions. So on some days, I might want to kind of, yeah, use it to escape everything and not think about everything. And I run to music. um, And I really feel like that just takes me away. And it's like one point in my day where I can think about nothing and literally just 
run for like pure enjoyment um or the flip side is that I think running is also space to be in kind of your own thoughts and if you've got something especially in the industry that we're in working on something creatively and maybe you've got a pitch or you you want to develop some new ideas and actually just going for a run can actually foster and spark that creativity um and you come back with a fresh perspective on things like um so so yeah yeah, and so tell me, what constitutes a run, Annika? Is it a, is it a K? Is it five? What what, what is it? What constitutes it? Can you say well, if you go to the end of the street and back, I've had a run? Is there yes. sort of a thing you can? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely, and that's and that's out. the point of it. That's mm. the point of it. You know, um, do you know what that actually brings me? There's this quote that I've read recently because I'm. <laughs> I'm now such a runner. I'm reading books about running. So I'm reading uh, <laughs> Haruki. I'm reading Haruki Murakami's "What I Talk About When I Talk About Running." Uh, mm. And I read this the other day, and I thought this was excellent. He says, um, "Most runners run not because they want to live longer, but because they want to live life to the fullest. Exerting yourself to the fullest within your individual limits—that's the essence of running and a metaphor for life." Mm. And I think that just just nails it. Mm. So yeah, if your individual limit is getting to the end of the road and back that's you done for a run because in a couple of days time once you've done that a few times it might be to the end of the next road and back mm. and then the next road and then the next and then mm. before you know it you're at Lambeth Palace and, <laughs> and you've done mm. a 5k <laughs> brilliant I mean Adam obviously I've known you quite a while and you've always in my knowledge of you you've always run and we yeah. were we were sat one day and uh, with me normally you know taking the piss and um and we we took we started talking seriously about why you run and and how you began that journey. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it it does. It, it predates our relationship. It was actually the millennium when I started running. Gym and all that kind of training thing wasn't fashionable at that point, so a lot of people just weren't doing it. And I I kind of was enjoying London to its fullest. Let's just say that. And I woke up on New Year's Day, having had a very nice New Year, by the way, which was very good. And there was loads of photos that got circulated afterwards. And I looked at these photos and I thought, who is that bloke? I almost didn't recognize myself. I thought, I've got to do something about this. I need to improve my lifestyle a little bit. And I just sort of took up running. And two things happened to me really, really quickly because I wasn't a runner. I'd never run previously to that point into my kind of late 20s, early 30s. And it clicked. And two things happened. Not only did my body shape change, also my mental outlook changed to the point that Nicola's talking about. Suddenly, I started finding a really weird kind of nice equilibrium between both my physical output and my mental output. And I got so addicted. And everyone, when you start running and you enjoy it and you get kind of get rewards, the endorphins that it releases and the way that it kind of engages you, it, it's, it's kind of really addictive. And it, you know, it doesn't happen for everybody all the time straight away. But I always say persevere. You do get there. The initial phase, actually, your lungs hurt a lot. It's quite annoying. It's very hard to push yourself, the frequency, but that does go. And then over time, you get into this point of like, it's, it is it is a really addictive kind of physical and mental exercise to do. And, I, you know, I completely go with what Nicola is saying. It, it's also a state because back then you think I was saying, OK, it wasn't it wasn't a trendy thing to be fit or train. The other thing as well, it was like kind of pre-meditation. I get into a really weird meditative state when I'm running, particularly on medium distance. Like, I really don't, I, I'm literally out of body. I know that sounds really odd, but you talk to most runners, that's how you get to middle distance running. You get to a phase where you're not aware of your body at all. So you're actually quite free. It's a really strange phenomenon. And, I, you know, I love it. 
Who ever mm. thought I would have become addicted to running in that sense? But you know, nowadays I use it very much mm. over the last twelve months, as we've discussed, mm. as a as a tool to help me, you know, kind of mm. keep keep that endorphin rush coming and and solve mm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, it's, and yeah, indeed. Um, but again, just going back adds to what you were saying is that at that moment when you were telling me that story, you showed me some pictures. Yeah, and yeah, and listen, uh, certainly it contented, but those outside contented who know Adam Bullock you would not recognize him. And indeed, I remember one of your birthday parties, um, yeah, yeah. Caroline, your wife, putting up a series yeah. of photographs on the wall, and there was this person, and I had no idea yeah. who it was, literally. Yeah, that was no idea. That was the New Year's Day, Adam, that I'm talking about. And it was about. you. It was you. So, yeah. It was, it was quite, yeah. And it happened over a period of time. It was quite, you know, it was just, it's just what happens. It's life. But it, there was an, an awakening in terms of one morning going, actually, I don't, want to, I don't want to be that person anymore, in the sense that I, I was, completely happy i'm just like i, I want to get a bit of you know a, a bit of kind of movement back into my life both mentally and physically perhaps it didn't evolve around uh, lunch or the pub <laughs> and i suppose nicola it's the point of you and in, in, in lockdown we're all sort of or tears or wherever we're at depending on where you're listening to this is that exercise has become something of, you're either gonna i don't know about you guys the people in the family or people you know outside are contented they fall into two schools don't they Either people have said, right, I'm going to do something with this and I'm going to get a little bit fitter, or I'm going to get a little bit wiser or whatever. Or other people who just go, do you know what? Um, four, four cans of cider every night and, and a pack of chips. Not quite that, but find a different yeah. way of coping with it. I'm being flippant, but they find a different way of coping with it. But I suppose running is one of those things, Nicola, that, that anyone, can, that most people can do to some extent. And, you know, put on a pair of trainers or plimsolls or whatever. And get out and give it a go. One hundred percent. I mean, running is so accessible, and it is. It is just that making that first move, like you said, of putting on those pairs of that pair of trainers. As soon as those trainers are on, then you're in control. You can, you can control um, what you're about to do. And I think, like you touched on a really good point there, but definitely lockdown. Like I'm a stickler for routine, so knowing that I no longer had the routine of going to work, I just knew that for myself running would fulfill that routine for me um, and I, I really enjoy running in the mornings it's the one time in my day that I'm control I'm in control of my time so the rest of the day I'm constantly sort of giving time to other people we all know what it's like sort of giving time to whoever we're working with our teams our clients etc um, but just knowing that I've achieved that one hour that half an hour to myself um, in the morning really sets me up for the day and puts me in a really positive mindset of okay now I can focus on my day and what I what I want to achieve, ticking off kind of one achievement this morning is such a good feeling. Yeah. And Annika, yeah. I get a little jealous because you go, there's a sort of camaraderie that takes place as well. <laughs> and I'm eavesdropping on this. I'm, I'm not part of it. But, you know, that you guys talk about it and how was your run yeah. and I did this and then there's Strava, the app, and mm. people train yourselves. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a sort of, a, is there a sense of belonging? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, there, there and there is. There's a there's a community. I mean, even if it's, um, it's, it's amongst us, you know, we talk about it all the time. But even when you notice someone's just posted a, a picture on Instagram mm. and you go, they've done that on a run. They don't even have to say it. You just know that they've they've been out on that run that morning because it's a beautiful foggy morning as they have been recently, and it's this beautiful image. And you just then you smile to yourself and go, good for you, well done. Mm. Um, and I think what Nicola just said there is is really important. I think at the moment 
we are really struggling to find time for ourselves. Um, it, it's difficult, you know, like you said many times, Moz, the morning commute was always just actually quite a mindful experience for a lot of people. You'd plug into a podcast or you'd plug into your playlist and, and you wouldn't really think about anything or you'd sort of try and work through a few things before work. And without mm. that, you know, what what do we do? And I'm, I just feel so lucky to have sort of found this at, at the right time, actually. It feels like it's exactly the right time for me to have discovered it. All right. Well, a question for the three of you then: Is there any is there such a thing as a bad run? Yeah, it's oh look, you wake up some days and you do not want to get out the door. All I ever say, and I say this, my, my wife who's doing couch to five k at the moment as well. Mm. It's it's everywhere. It is is it is you've just got to get out the door. Once you're out the door, it's okay. But the bad run is between whether it be your bed or your desk to the front door. That's the hardest bit. Mm. Once yeah. you're out. It's cool, but that is terrible, and that still happens to me on a on a daily basis. Someday you just don't want to get out; you've got to push yourself. Yeah, yeah. Sure. I mean, I went for I went for a run yesterday that I spent the first half of the run going, "I can't do this, I can't do this, I've got to stop, I've got to stop." But it was one of the runs that I wasn't allowed to stop on, and I didn't. And by the end of it, I was elated. So mm. whilst it felt tough for a little bit at the time, um, yeah, it, it absolutely wasn't a bad run because I felt great afterwards. Well, I'm always, um, and again, you, you, you're talking me into this, folks. You're talking me into it. <laughs> is, um, is, the, is the running, is that well, you've got a pair of trainers, but the bits of kit that are involved with it. And again, there's, I don't know, there probably isn't, but to an outsider, there's little bits of science. So I'm just going to go around. Annika, outside of your trainers, what, and of course, you know, your attire, what other essential bit of running kit do you think is is needed? Uh, yeah, so the one piece of running kit I couldn't do without is my headphones. Um, there is no way I think I'd actually make it as far as I as I have done without listening to something, whether that be music like the guys or actually podcasts as well. I do really like listening to a podcast on my run. I find it a bit more mindful when I'm having to go a bit further because it really takes me out of my body and out of the pain <laughs> that I'm feeling uh, and into a space where I can just really listen and actually uh, a nice link there one of my favorites to run to is the tailenders podcast which is the cricket podcast because those guys just crack me up they really make me laugh and being able to laugh when you're running it's it's quite nice actually it's quite nice and not something i expected i'd ever say or be able to do nicola nicola so outside of your trainers then what is an essential bit of kit I, so, yeah, I mean, as Annika said, headphones is essential for me. I have done a couple of runs without headphones and I do find it, I mean, I find listening to something really, really motivating. Um, I don't really have any other specific kit. I mean, there's things like you can get an armband to put your phone in and they're all like nice to haves. And I mean, at the moment, Adam and Moz, you'd laugh at me, but I'm literally wearing one of the, the sweatbands and it keeps my ears so warm and it's just so nice. But all of that is kind of nice to have. So I think... Um, um, running is so accessible that I think you just need a decent pair of running shoes and then you can get out that door and um, the run's all yours. Yeah. I'm guessing adds its headphones with you as well. Just yeah, no, sound. headphones, I, I like, you know, um, obviously the Garmin watch is pretty important. So that that's a nice reader. So that kind of links, your, uh, links to your Strava and it gives you other vital things. And look, things about that is it just keeps it interesting. I think it's not the fact that I'm some kind of training to be an, an elite athlete or enter anything much like Lamal, but I do quite like the stats that it chucks out. And, you know, it's just quite a nice record of stuff you've been doing. And at different moments in your life, you can see uh, see how quick you're going or not. 
but yeah, mm. headphones, gadget. I do like the gear. You know me. I do like. I, I do like. I do like an outfit or two. I know I you do been, love. I have yeah, been yeah. known to be, be wearing various different degrees yeah, of yeah. spandex at different times of the year. I was looking yeah. quite fruity this morning with my uh, my leggings and my uh, windproof top on. <laughs> And the DJ in you now, then you know what? What? What's the playlist? What? What are the tracks? What's the genre that that get you motoring? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's obviously I, I'm still a kind of a massive househead, so a lot of my 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 music taste hasn't really changed that much over the year. And there is a lot of new music out. And I think the, the un- unbelievable thing about uh, being able to still run it, it's the same thing with music as it is with podcasts. Before, I would obviously be able to listen to and research a lot of music on my commute. Whereas that kind of, you lose that a bit now in this kind of world that we've been in over the last seven to nine months. So I, I just, I, I try and catch up on new releases and, and, and music because there's still a hell of a lot of music being released. And then outside of that, it's obviously always the classics. Uplifting, you know, everyone likes an uplifting Thursday and Friday or hump day, get you through to the end of the week. I know, I know I that, all... go on, I know that Paul Reed to the eye of the tiger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not on my. I'm not big on motivational uh, music. I have to say, <laughs> Rocky, Rocky up the steps. I, I know. Uh, yeah. I've no idea if he does or not, but it's just funny thinking of that. That's all. That's all. How about you, Annika? Where's your tunes? I know you're listening to a lot of speech at the moment. Any any particular podcast that outside of this one, of course, that um, that you like listening to? Yeah, so as I mentioned, the the Tailenders podcast when I run is is great because those guys just really make me laugh. Um, and uh, well, I've just also f- finished listening. To, <laughs> this is going to sound ridiculous that I listen to something like this on a run, but I just finished listening to uh, Nice White Parents as well, which is all about education yeah, yeah, in the really US. Good. Uh, really, really good series. Um, but I just found that so interesting. And what's what's brilliant about that is I can get completely lost in that podcast and forget that actually, oh my god, I've just run for. 10 15 20 minutes however it's been um so hopefully someone will will find the same with this podcast and and uh keep them keep them motivated and on that journey all right and nicola what's your listening selection yeah i mean it really does vary in terms of what mood i'm in but um normally like club classics i mean normally i run to a beat rather than like songs with words or like power anthems but I think going back to the the thing that we mentioned about the community what I love about my runs as well when I share with kind of my friends and I let them know that I've been in the run they also share like new um Spotify playlists or like albums that they've been listening to which is really cool as well that sort of we can all be listening to the same um playlist on Spotify and yet we've been for a run in completely different places in the morning it's just a nice place to kind of yeah share all aspects Brilliant. Well, listen, um, if you're listening to this, look at the description and we'll have a link to, I think, a contented running Spotify list, a playlist that will uh, set you off. Um, I'm looking forward to Eye of the Tiger and getting my shorts on. There you go. <laughs> can, I, can I give you one last running cheat? Go on. Hack, like a life hack that I was given by a good friend of mine, Bruce Daisley, actually, who does a lot of uh, podcasts and is a keen runner as well, um, is around running. Is, is really interesting because once you do a bit of running, Moz, you know this when we go on work trips, but uh, any city you ever go to, the best way of finding your orientation in a city is to go for a run early in the morning when you first get somewhere because it is a really great way of getting to know and seeing a city. And hopefully those days will be back. But I've, I've tried to <laughs> apply the same methodology to London in lockdowns as well, like running in parts of London I never previously used to go because bizarrely, pulling on a pair of trainers, you know, I, I've, I think the capital has shrunk for me 
since lockdown, I've said this a few times, is actually when there is nobody on the roads and, and it's easier to get about, you don't realise how, as the crow flies, small places are. So yeah. I think it's a great hack is being able to get your trainers on in any city you get to and have a little spin around early in the morning. Just see it in a completely different light and how small it actually is. Brilliant. Sold. Yeah. Sold. Here yeah. I am in rural <laughs> island. Um, <laughs> and I'll, I'll try and orientate myself. They're running across a couple of the fields. Uh, I think, and giving it a go. But listen, um, thanks, Adam. Thanks, Nicola, for joining Annika and I in Out of Office, of course, from Contented. Um, you can follow us on Twitter and Insta. That's Contented underscore group. And, of course, uh, go to the website as well. Right, until then, stay contented. See you next time.